Hello, folks. You have found the Rad Rides podcast. Today's episode, I am so excited about. I got to interview a gentleman by the name of Terry Tumulty. He built an exo truck. Some of you might have seen it on Instagram with his ridiculous launches on the Bridgeville entrance here, right here in Pennsylvania. He home built this thing and 100% legalized it in the state of Pennsylvania by himself. He designed it, he built it, he tuned the motor in a single car garage. He said he's a self-proclaimed pencil pusher. Uh, the guy's got major skills, and I'm not buying the whole pencil pusher. He, re- he was rebuilding a new motor when we met with him in his brand new shop after he sent the piston into orbit with too much boost after his boost controller failed. Currently, he is starting to manufacture these in his small facility. He's got the first one that he is currently making right now. We spoke a bunch about it. We talked a lot about designing. We talked about the aerodynamics, the drivetrain, and how he became legal, and so much more uh, about his journey on how he built it. Right now, he has one that is on the jig. He has a wild idea of making this into an EV with a dual Tesla motor which is absolutely bananas. The car is already crazy, and this would take it to a brand new level. He was a really down-to-earth guy. He was humble, smart, a great individual, and he really personified the podcast. I was so excited to talk to him. Today's episode is brought to you by Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs. My great friend, veteran, my ex-roommate, all-around patriot, Army Captain John Kelly has been brought great comfort by his service dog ranger through the Guardians Angels program. It costs around $22,000 to provide 500 to 2,000 hours of training per dog so that they can deal with the medical and psychological needs of their partner and the recipients of these dogs do not pay a dime. Since the first successful pairing, Guardian Angels is very proud to have donated more than 300 wonderful service dogs with deserving veterans and others in need. Guardian Angels trains for a variety of conditions from mitigation of post-traumatic stress disorder and or traumatic brain injury symptoms to seizure or insulin alerting to mobility issues and more. Guardian Angels Medical Service Dogs is funded entirely by donation and private grant support. My buddy John and uh, Ranger, I see him all the time and it brings me great comfort in knowing that he is with him and is bringing him great comfort as well. John and Ranger are going to be with me on an upcoming episode of the podcast. Medicalservicedogs.org is where you can find them, or you can get on the Rad Rides podcast website, www.radrides.com, under donations and charity, and give there. Today's episode is also brought to you by Help Hard. Created by my friend, veteran, and Army Sergeant James Bendel, he uses monetary contributions to assist vocational technical school students with scholarships and helps boost other nonprofits in need. James was inspired by a blue-collar family while watching his parents work hard. His military and business background has taught him many things, including perseverance, leadership, integrity, and very clearly how to use a firearm safely. Uh, This is a great foundation. Uh, He continues to help the younger generation and ensure that the next round of kids will have the skills necessary to succeed. There's a serious need right now for men and women who can work with their hands in these vocational type of applications. I know if I didn't play football in college, I would have gone to a vocational school, so it's something I'm very passionate about. Check him out online at Help Hard on Facebook. Also, he also has a great uh, Crazy Horse Coffee House here in Washington, Pennsylvania. If you're in the Washington or Pittsburgh region, 
please go check him out over there. He also does the local cars and coffee during the spring, summer, and fall months and does all types of stuff for the local community. Go check him out, Crazy Horse Coffee. And now, the moment you have been waiting for, the Exo Truck is going to be on the podcast. I can't wait to share this with everybody. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I do. Please get on the website, www.radridespodcast.com. Click on the Exo Truck link. That way you can see the editorial that I wrote on it. You can check out all the pictures and follow along as we're talking. That way you get a sense of exactly what's going on and what we're talking about during the podcast. So, it is my great pleasure to introduce Mr. Terry Tumulty and the Exo Truck. We've done some weird cars, but this is uh, this is by far the weirdest. So, but uh, and Marco's going to sit here and take pictures all day. <laughs> but no, man, um, we're live. So this is uh, in, in Bridgeville, Pennsylvania. Rad Rides podcast with Terry. Say your last name again. Tumulty. Tumulty. <laughs> and the Exo Truck. So, um, actually, I did not find the Exo Truck. I'm going to have to give this to my uh, beautiful fiance, Jen. She saw this riding on the road, explained it to me. I think I saw you a few weeks later riding as well uh, out here on, in Bridgeville. And I was uh, online, saw it again, and saw you, you know, just absolutely shredding it on the entrance right here. Um, and I said, man, I got to talk to this guy. And, uh, ever since then, I, you know, I hit you up on Instagram and, uh, we talked a little bit back and forth and today felt like a good day. Uh, yeah. Marco was in town. He takes fantastic pictures and, uh, we came to your shop here. It says Exo truck real big on the outside, <laughs> which is great. So you can't miss it. And, uh, and now we're here, we're looking at it in all its glory. The, the motor you, you blew a couple weeks ago, so you're working on it. Um, so, uh, but it looks still 100% amazing. Um, so welcome. Welcome to the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. the biggest question for me is how did you get into this? Because you hand-built this yourself. How did you learn everything? Where did you start? Give me, give me the story behind the whole deal. Well, I spent 15 years in the steel industry as a paper pusher, basically, in the office. I, uh, my dad was a shop foreman, so I... Obviously, my uncle, I got a lot of family down there, so we, I spent a lot of time out in the shop, and I just, I've always been interested in building things, I'm always working on a project, and when my old Forester started rusting out, and I figured I was one good pull away from folding that thing in half, <laughs> I decided to start looking for a new, a new body, actually, I was going to put it in like a, a Impreza wagon or, or something. Which those cars do great in Pittsburgh winters, yeah. but the bodies don't do so yeah, good in no, Pittsburgh nothing, winters. Yeah, <laughs> nothing. Subarus just don't seem to hold up up here. <laughs> it, the drivetrains keep going, you know, after you change the head gaskets and things a few times, but it, the bodies just will not last. They, uh, so I started looking online, and I think someone on the Subaru community actually pointed out an Exos set, the Miata one. Uh, where you just take a Miata drivetrain and, and slap it into a, a little tube chassis. And I was right. like, you know, I really like that tube chassis idea. And I had the steel background. I could do it myself. And uh, just scouring the idea or the Internet for tube ideas and stuff, I, I came across Nigel down in Australia, the engineer, the slide guy. And he had built a tube chassis pickup-looking thing for underneath his, they call it a helix down there. But okay, It's, it's yeah. like a... Uh, 
It's like Tacoma. a, a Ute almost, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think they call and them Utes. Like an El Camino for the American market. Anything with a bed's a Ute, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like an El Camino for the American market. <laughs> yeah. They uh, had the Holdens and stuff. Sure. They, and I liked it. And mm -hmm. I, I really liked what he did, and I liked the design. And with the McPherson, because the Miatas don't really have the same type of suspension or all-wheel drive, it uh, it was just a better fit. The, so I went with the truck, laid a doll that suspension, motor, tranny, everything out in the garage, tiny little garage up at my house. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't always like this. <laughs> <laughs> How far are you from your from your house here? I'm about eight minutes away. Okay. With the, with this, I got to go through the stoplights down right. there. Single car somewhere. garage. It's very small single car garage. Wow, okay. This is, okay, go ahead. This is That's what this, why it doesn't this is, have doors. Yeah. It wasn't big enough to put doors on it in the garage at home. This is what the podcast is all about. <laughs> Guys building just crazy stuff in their garage. But go ahead, keep going. Yeah, it was a lot of tripping over things. And if I wanted to work on one side, I kind of had to push it to the other side of the garage so I'd have room to kneel down and stuff. So it was a squeeze. Uh so you designed this because I think I saw some CAD drawings on your on, on yeah, your, uh, your did, Instagram at the steel. That's what I, as a paper pusher, I was basically an estimator, project manager, and I had a CAD degree. So as I would draw it, or as I would build it, actually, it kind of did it backwards. I would I would draw it out. Okay. That's how I did it, and then I would use that to like test. Like I could draw in a tube where I thought it would look good, and if it did, I would put it there. So and I just keep updating my drawing as I went. And it helped me design the little brackets and the suspension mounts and everything that, that holds the thing together. And you did all the welding yeah. yourself? Yeah, you I did. never really welded before. <laughs> How confident are you in this? All my tools were just, were just junk. I mean, Harbor Freight welder, Harbor Freight tube bender. I wouldn't say junk. Just very, no, not junk econo yeah. very economic. And it... You're confident enough to take this thing uh, <laughs> so, on the uh, entrance of Bridgeville and go ahead and just rip yeah, it down the interstate, it, correct? It's been good. Three hard, three thousand hard miles on, not so much as a crack or or any any issues with it at all. It's actually besides that motor I just blew up. It's been very reliable. And uh, you got how many miles on it since you I've since put you about built it? twenty thousand miles on. That's it where it's I at, people. It Everybody listening at home, <laughs> if you got a garage queen, this guy's put twenty thousand miles on an open air uh, go kart <laughs> in a part of the world that rains and snows and yeah. has the worst possible weather, you know, possible. So that's the truth. The first year I had a road legal was the rainiest year in Pittsburgh history. Oh yeah, a few <laughs> years ago it was awful. <laughs> It was absolutely off. You couldn't take any of the, you know, the old schools out and everything, but you, you know, uh, well, you took this out. So it's been rain, snow, mud. Maybe. You drive it regardless. You don't care. And I've seen you. Well, you've I don't loaded. mean to drive it in the rain, but <laughs> in the summer up here, it just happens. Right. Especially with the weather, people's accuracy and everything else. Right. And so I saw as well. You did. Did you do the aerodynamics on this as well, just to see? Yeah. The yeah, modeling on it. More so as a joke, but yeah. <laughs> And what did what did it show that it was not yeah, a drag coefficient like 0.78 or something like that? It's, that it's worse than a brick. <laughs> so it's like a Scion XB, just ro you know, box yeah, rolling down the street. Even worse than that, <laughs> you'd be better off. It's bad. And so, how long did it take you? How long did it take you from start from you wanted to start this project to kind of how it is and going on long trips? How, about how long did it take you to to be really reliable and Took me a year to build it, three months to get it registered to drive on the streets, 
And then I can't wait to hear that story about how you got it registered. Actually, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> and then uh, that was it. Like I said, I haven't really touched it. I've made little tweaks and to just make it handle better or ride better. But uh, I mean, it's still on the same coilovers as I put on it originally. It's the transmission I swapped out just because it's a weak link. Right. Uh, now the motor needs swapped. Right. Uh, I mean, no, no, like I said, no fillers on anything. The wire harness has been real good. Everything's been just good. The seats have faded, so I'm kind of upset about <laughs> well, it. Well, I mean, they get beat up with uh, <laughs> the sun, so, you know. Yeah. So tell, tell me a little bit about the drivetrain. You said, uh, you know, you're a Subaru guy through and through, so you stayed true with the Subaru. Yeah, it's still a Subaru. Uh, to, to most, the average person, I just say it's a WRX swap. It's, it's mostly JDM Legacy GT. Uh, the the six-speed's out of a Spec B, which actually had the six-cylinder over in Japan. It's not the DCD one out of, like, an STI. Okay. But it is the same six-speed. I just don't have the center control diff, so I can't do, like, cool donuts and stuff. <laughs> it's got the R180 rear, but I kept the 5 by 100 bolt pattern hubs and knuckles. So insane shafts, they quietly make uh, hybrid axles. They don't really market them on their website, mm -hmm. but they do sell them, and they're very reasonable, 500-horsepower axles. Wow. For, just for the rear. The front stock Impreza, you know, 05-plus axles fit right into that six-speed. So I, was, I didn't really have to do anything up front. Did you build kind of the front end around that, that front subframe, or? Yeah. Okay. Mostly around the radiator. Okay. I pushed it as far back to the engine as I possibly could, and then, uh, I mean, it, it hugs the top of the radiator, the front end. Right. If I could make it smaller, I would, but mm -hmm. I'd have to put the radiator in back, and then that just brings its own well, bit of I, reliability issues and everything else. I mean, aesthetically, though, it fits, it fits perfectly, you know? If the, if the front end was a little bit smaller, it might look a little weird. I mean, I think aesthetically, for a home-built type of deal that is i mean you you hit it perfectly you know sometimes you get these weird cars that are kind of big and the bulgy in the front or too yeah. big and bulgy in the back you know and it just doesn't fit but this yes. really flows with each I other i've seen a couple other builds online where they tried to use a subaru and it is a little front bulky that's i was just trying to stay away from that right uh and for the aerodynamics you know mm -hmm. you gotta have the aerodynamics yeah for sure so. <laughs> with the big wing on the back too. yeah that sure actually that... made it worse <laughs> That increased the drag like right. dramatically. Right, sure. So, <laughs> what was the original? The original motor was uh, was what in there? An EJ. It had an EJ twenty two in okay. it from my Forester when it first went together. Okay. And then that motor was actually getting pretty old. It was in my Forester a while. Uh, doing some oil changes, I noticed a little bit of glitter in oil, and I didn't want to risk it, so I, I pulled that motor, disassembled it, and. The, the bearings were getting pretty beat up from the from that power level, so I just threw a stock motor in off eBay, like a, J oh, a JDM, nice. a twin turbo or not twin, a sequential turbo, legacy motor from Japan in there. It was like 800 bucks. Oh, nice. Uh, and it's been in there since for probably two years now. And well, that was the one you just miles. blew. That's the one I just put the rod through the block. Yes. And <laughs> How much uh, how much horsepower were you pushing out of that before made, you blew the rod? It made 350 to the wheels <laughs> on a Mustang dyno. 
Jeez. at 15 pounds of boost. And that was when the boost controller was broken. And I've run that at, it blew up at 25 pounds of boost, okay. which was my normal. But it might have actually been higher than that. <laughs> what do you think this I, thing weighs? What, 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 it's 2,500. 2,500, and you were pushing 350, you said, out of it? Probably closer to 425. 425? Jeez. Yeah, I made 350 <sighs> on 15 pounds of boost. This thing is a riot, I bet. Yeah. The little heads, the heads that came on a JDM motor were actually have bigger ports and more aggressive cams than a, a US JDM or a US WRX 2 liter. Okay. Uh -huh. And then, so what are you going to upgrade to now? Now that uh, same heads. Okay. Uh, they they escaped injury when the when the rod went. Mm-hmm. And did. we look we looked at it over here in the corner of your shop. Yeah. It's definitely a big hole in the side of the block. Yeah, big and, window uh, in the top. It's kind of a like skylight. <laughs> but I put the Crower cams in those heads. Uh, pulled the valves all out, checked them for straightness, replaced a few, uh, cleaned them up, new seals, new Crower springs and titanium retainers, and then the 272 cams, give me that nice lumpy idle on yeah. it, that extra airflow up top. It's going to be the best of the best. Yeah. <laughs> the block will be a 2.2 EJ22, it's been honed out to uh, JE pistons, 97mm forged pistons. Sock crank, polished, and then king bearings, wrapping everything up. Right. So you do all, all of your own motor work. Do you do I the machining? I didn't it. I did, I did send that out to... Okay. A, a, to get machined. Yeah. Okay. But you, you sit here and you put together everything. You're, you're, you're the guy who knows this car inside and out. Yeah. <laughs> I've done pretty much everything. but put the wheels, the tires on the wheels. Okay. <laughs> so... When let's kind of move into your interior here because uh, you got a lot of stuff, a lot of uh, diagnostics that you can get through this. It's very, it's very like go karty. I mean, you kind of built it like a go kart, right? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, I wanted to make it as simple as possible. I mean, it no frills. The cabin here's you'll notice all the tubes in here are straight because mm -hmm. uh, I wanted that to be strong. The front tubes are, are bent in places on purpose that if I would hit anything or, or if I'd get rear-ended, I wanted to make sure there were no straight tubes that could hit me. Come at you, yeah. Like even this where it wraps around the strut, I could have made a straight, but I didn't. So if I'm hit in the back, you know, it'll right. Yeah, it'll just buckle out. There's nothing that's going to pierce me if I get in a wreck or anything. <laughs> that was a big deal. The seats, the belts, uh, that was all, you know, big deal stuff to me too right yeah safety first for sure yeah, yeah. i got some kids and yeah i was about to say do you take the you take the kids out in this <laughs> yeah 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 they love going in it yeah my daughter she likes getting picked up and back for cheer oh i bet my son he's you take him to school in this thing no <laughs> you don't want wind blown hair? soccer practice cheer stuff yeah yeah absolutely when it's warmer Absolutely. So this is uh, so the gauge cluster and everything is out of uh, out of your old legacy or uh, the old Forester, yeah. Oh, the old Forester. I'm sorry. Yeah. The steering wheel. Well, not the wheel. Wheels mm -hmm. aftermarket, but the, right. it still uses the stock. You know, the 
windshield wiper stocked as turn signal. It has a windshield wiper. Oh, does it really? Yeah, oh, it, it sure does. Yeah. 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 I had to use it to wipe the oil off the windshield. I was going to <laughs> when you blew it out. Yeah. <laughs> Marco's laughing. <laughs> he's been there. That's the bad part. See, he's he's I blown wiped, so many motors and thrown so many belts that he's yeah, laughing. I've wiped a lot of it off, but there was like a perfect river of oil coming out of this cow part <laughs> up over the windshield. It was bad. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't let this guy in any of your cars unless you yeah. you know for sure it, nothing can be broken. He he'll break it. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, you look over the top. You got a little little hood scoop here. Yeah, um, that was to clear the intake manifold. Okay. I tried, uh, and then the big the other big hole is to clear the turbo. Yep. And this is plexi. No, it's laminate oh. safety glass. Okay. That is glass. regulation for PA in most states. Really. Ah. Uh, and it wasn't that bad to get. I got it at a, just a regular window glass sure. place. And they just cut it. You just like, hey, here's my dimensions, and you I guess, just sat there and you yeah, cut it. Yeah, this type of glass, I guess, because of the vinyl in between the two layers, it's right. easy to cut. It doesn't like shatter like safety glass. It's okay. Just, you just they have like scissors that cuts. It yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the second one. Yeah. I, well, the first one I was in here got broken with something in the garage, landed on it. I got you. And that was fun to get out, and then and then no doors. And I just noticed that it, they're kind of see-through. Is this Lexan? This is Lexan. Yeah, it's Lexan. all polycarbonate. Okay, yeah. It's all Lexan. So you can see right through it. And you said you didn't put doors on it because you didn't have room in your single car. Didn't garage, have room. Which is awesome. And didn't want to overcomplicate it. No yes. room. Nice and simple. Yes, yes. So you have, again, all your diagnostics. You have a cup holder in this thing. Yeah, they're back Get out of here, huh? Yeah, old three-inch exhaust tubing. <laughs> just tack welded to some, like... Standard work magnets. Marco, get some pictures of that, man. That oh, thing's yeah. cool, man. <laughs> That's cool. They, they just cup holders in the exo truck wherever you want them. They just go, yeah. So what all do you have here? What is this guy? That is your run-of-the-mill Android tablet. Okay. I run BTSSM. It's a super-specific app for logging and, well, basically just logging. Yeah, just Display. data logging. It's it's simpler than bringing the laptop with me when I want to log. Right. I got it wired into a, a little button here behind the steering wheel that when I want to log something, I just push that button and it records all the engine data. And then I can go back and look at it home because it it is all self-tuned. Uh, stock WRX O2 ECU using a Carberry program okay. ROM. So you can go in, you can change all the fuel, fuel change, tuning, you can change, change boost, everything. you can change everything. Yeah. And it lets and it lets me run flex fuel. Oh, that's So nice. I can go from gasoline to ethanol or anything in between. Yeah, wherever you want to be. Uh, so no uh, no radio, I see. No radio. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be able to hear anything anyways, I'm sure, no. when you're driving. At, at certain speeds, it's real quiet. But once you get up over like 80, you don't hear... You just enjoy the wind noise and, and exhaust tones. You're correct. <laughs> <laughs> Which really, I mean, I have, oh man, let's see here. Of my old cars, there's only one that has a radio in it. Yeah. The rest of them, they all have zero radios. I just want to hear the engine. You know, I just want to go back to simpler times and, and listen to, you know, mm. what uh, what I've built. Yeah, now that I put that, I recirculated the wastegate on it, it was always just dumped. It uh, it's so much more enjoyable at a wide open throttle. A nice sound it's out. It's just huh? a very high pitched turbo noise and just raw 
You said it sounded like a power old. stroke, like a big old diesel yeah, coming down the like road. Yeah, like a semi huh? making a hill climb, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's crazy. And then so we moved to the back, which is the truck part of the XO truck. Which fully functional. I love because you have pictures <laughs> on Instagram. And what's your Instagram, by the way, if people want to go check it out? Just add XO truck. Add XO truck. You have pictures of you hauling, like, lumber and trees and things like that in the back of this and so it's fully functional yeah well that's the biggest part of the wing too it adds as a load leveler so i can stack <laughs> plywood longer two by fours and, and things across the back <laughs> it's it's the same height as the it roof it is the same height that, it is for that plant no, i'm looking at it i got the picture of it i was like <laughs> i wonder if you put put stuff put on top of, of stuff it. up there yeah absolutely absolutely what's the what's the coolest thing you think you've picked up in this and, and taken on a haul Hmm. Ah, probably all the wood. I like wood. to have campfires. Yeah, I, I like to. I'll find logs like laying around, and I just scoop them up. Right. I've done a lot of groceries. Right. I drove it out to. I think it was like Uniontown. Picked up my EJ22 and put it in the back of this. <laughs> so you picked up a motor in your exo truck to put back into your exo truck. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I can't think of a better way to do it. And then, so this is home-built wing, all steel as well? Well, the wing's a, uh, a battle arrow, just like a budget FRP wing. Okay. Eventually, once that one gives me a reason to scrap it, either a 2 by 4 goes through it or something, Right. I'm going to step up to a 9 lives wing. Yeah. But your and your uprights are definitely, you made them because it says XO on yeah. really large. They were always aluminum, and I had wire bracing like a big x to keep it stable and i it just drove me nuts i was always getting tangled in it when i was reaching in the back for stuff and, <laughs> and i just didn't like it it made wind noise so i sacrificed a few pounds and made them out of 516 stick steel plate and now they don't go anywhere yeah when they look i don't need too. any more wire guides or anything the wing's nice and stable now you can go 200 in this thing and i don't believe that's going to fall off with it's that been to 140 140 that's the top there. speed on this yeah. for, for sure it, huh? it, 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 you get a little hairy you or push a lot of wind at 140 <laughs> i like were you see, shaking a little bit you ever see like those jet engine pictures or those jet pictures where they're breaking the sound barrier and right. there's like that mushroom cl like yes. cloud in front of them yes. it's like that down the highway that's what it felt like <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about the suspension because you got fully adjustable everything i see on top here with uh, a crazy amount of adjustments is what it looks like. Yeah, I actually got that idea from Nigel, too. Okay. He uh, he put just a big series of holes in the top, and mm -hmm. if you have camber plates, you can adjust your camber caster all in, you know, all in one. You can just rotate the strut around to where you want it. They're positioned now to have a little less caster to make it easier for my manual steering and to help clear these 265s from the ch rubbing on the chassis so much. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. So, so you are running a 265 tire with manual manual yeah. steering box. How, yeah, how does that work out in a, a parking of, lot? It's a little bit of a workout on oh, warm, I bet. warm pavement. <laughs> I bet. By the way, we're drinking Miller Lights. Well, I'm drinking Miller Lights. Terry's not drinking Miller Lights. <laughs> yeah. he, he's got things to do later on, I'm sure. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> So you got infinite uh, adjustment. What kind of uh, wheels are these? These gold wheels pop everything off, which I love. These are from my kids. Okay. Actually, really? Funny thing is I sent my wife a link for wheels 
that I liked on, I think they're on eBay. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it's like, this would be a nice Father's Day gift. Mm -hmm. And she got them. And then each really? one of the kids gave me, because I got four kids, each one of the kids gave me one for Father's Day last year. Oh, that's year. awesome. So I got them wrapped in the Michelin pilots, sports, and uh, it's been a lot nicer. And the old wheels, they're a little less offset than the old wheels, so they're in closer, mm -hmm. which helped with, you know, roll center and, and a few other geometry things. Uh, the best wheel I, I've had on it is still the 18 by 9 plus 35s with 245s on them. Wow. It seemed to ride the most stable really? and, and steer the easiest. And what size are these? These are 18 by 10 plus 30s. Okay. With the 265 35s on them. Yeah. And they ride a lot better. I mean, those, I actually have them in the back. Those plus 20 offset wheels with the 265 35 Kenda tires, which mm -hmm. are like real popular down right. in like the drifting yeah, scene. Yeah, for the drifting world, right. They were just dangerous. I don't <laughs> recommend them to any type of on-road use. Were you just slipping and sliding all over they the place? They were terrible. They were like having an S-rated winter tire on the highway. <laughs> it would just drift from lane to lane. Right. Like, it was sketchy. Yeah. Like that. They're they're still like brand new sitting over. I won't even give them to my brother, who goes through tires like once a week. Well, what you're gonna have to do is take it <laughs> this to the track and then just beat them down. You know what yeah. I mean? And get rid of them at some point. Yeah, I could probably bring them to the track. That's right. And so you have the same similar setup in the back where uh, infinite adjustments. It looks like. A lot of adjustments, not as many holes, but a lot of yeah, adjustments, which you don't really don't need for yeah for yeah. the back. And yeah, this, you're running full coilovers, I'm sure. Correct? ISC coilovers. Okay. I know a lot of people. You know, ISC is no good, or ISC is like, you know, but I have no problems with them. The ride is nice. People say nice things about the ride. Mm -hmm. They got twenty thousand miles on them, leak free, and right out in the elements. Right. It's sometimes it's no not complaints. All about Sometimes it's not all about the name. Yeah, I mean, especially ride, the JDM world. Could like, it ride a little nicer on old ones? Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not putting, I got no reason to swap them out. Right. I like them. Yeah, I think the JDM world gets a little <laughs> caught up in brand names, yeah. you know, sometimes. And there's just as good as stuff out there that doesn't have the flashy kind of names to go yeah. along with it. You know what I mean? And rebound and compression are adjustable in the same thing. So you don't get independent rebound or compression adjustments, but. These are the these were the basics. I think it was like eight hundred bucks for the set, and they've been fine. Yeah. So, what do you think? All in, minus your time, because I never I never throw time in because everybody that I talk to, everybody I talk to, you builds spend your their own time stuff. on something. Yeah, yeah. And, and you got to spend your time on something, and you love it, right? And that's you know my, I've told this story many times on this on this podcast. My fiance said, "Well, you know, how much is your time worth?" You know, like I said, "Well, I enjoy it, so that's why I like to do it." So minus your time, how much do you think you have in this car right here? If you didn't have to swap the motor this last time, I know exactly what it was. Okay, because I had to turn that into the state to pay taxes. Really? On for when I got so you got to pay taxes on a car that you build yourself. You had to pay taxes on any materials that you bought. Like cause back in the day, like any time you bought anything off the internet, you didn't pay tax. And it seems like more and more, and almost like all of them anymore, you pay tax on the stuff you buy online. So. You had to show all those receipts on everything. It was basically just the seats, uh, the tubing, mirrors, lights, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. and 
and then I had a running tally of what I paid tax on, what I didn't pay tax on, what I paid. and then you just send in a check with your registration. And if they like it, they, they send you a plate. <laughs> so and what do you think? What, do you, what, do you, what did you I turn had into 4,400 bucks into it. No way. Into this whole entire build? Including the donor. So that doesn't oh count like gosh. the engine and the suspension because I got all that from my donor. So if Mark, you, did you hear that? $4,400 in this car. Yeah. So if you bought a running, driving WRX that might have been T-boned. He's got 44. I, I, I paid more for my suspension. Yeah. <laughs> right. for, literally, like, for his Chevelle. Shit, dude. 4400 I thought maybe you were going to be in like the 10 to 15 range. No. That blows my mind. And you're pulling up in something that nobody has at the car show, ever. Nobody. It gets a lot of attention at the car uh, show. I sure. bet it does. A little overwhelming, actually. Sometimes I... I pull up, park it, and then I hurry up and run away. Right. Because, <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to be rude. Mm -hmm. It's just, I'm kind of, I'm a pretty docile guy, and I, it gets a little overwhelming sometimes. Yeah, people asking you just a, a lot Depot. of questions. Home Depot's like that. I can't go to Home Depot and leave there without conversations with really? like three or four people in well, a parking lot. Welcome to the classic car world, <laughs> sir, because Marco and I know, because we <laughs> ride with a bunch of guys, and we're usually in a, a pack of five to six old cars that are, completely modified and it's 30 minutes to get out of the door because people are going to ask questions they want to look at they want to take pictures with yeah. it you know they want to sit in it um you know and you got to be you got to be cool about it you know yeah, you, you be try. Nice about it so you know there's worse things that that could be happening in this oh yeah you know yeah have no. so have, have you have you been pulled over in this no no <laughs> the cops haven't even looked at you like hey man i gotta i gotta check there's been two out. or three times that i've been at like a gas station and a Cops just pulled up, just I don't know to get something to drink or something, mm -hmm. and we've chit chatted about it. And it, it, and they're always just like any other normal person, you know. How long it take you to make? Is it fast? Is it what right. it costs? And blah, blah, guys blah, like blah. me, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I only had one time where it wasn't a hundred percent positive conversation, and it, it was out in Jefferson Hills or or somewhere out out there, and those are UTV mirrors. Yeah, Marco. Marco's checking out the YouTube. Mine upside down. I think I, I, I watched fourth mirrors. I was about to say, didn't you? You've mirror. gone through a few mirrors on this because I've seen you kind of like like I said they over the past few months build it. So the best mirrors for visibility were those like F1 style mirrors that mm -hmm. are kind of like a rectangle, okay, and, but they're convexed, right? Uh, but they they sell so many knockoff versions of those mm. that you it's hard to find ones that don't blow around in the wind. Maybe if you went to like Pegasus Racing and paid like 200 bucks a set, you'd probably get some decent ones. But uh, those are just UTV mirrors. And the, I can hook up the battery. My favorite part is they're sequential. Oh, they are. So they do like the Mustangs where they uh, the battery. they run. Yeah, if I do that. Oh, look at this, Mark. Yeah. Unreal. They're like the so you got. I mean, the... I mean, this is legit. I mean, you got. You got blinkers, you got flashers, you got everything oh, yeah. you need to pass state inspection in Pennsylvania, which isn't easy, uh, might I add. <laughs> I mean, I know when you go over to Ohio, they just look at your car and say, does it drive? And they say yes, and they just give you, you know, I think like inspection. Michigan's like that. Like if you build right. a car like this in Michigan, you just show up to the DMV. They come out, look at it, and give you a tag like right then and there. Except PA took me three months. Three months. Uh, most of that was just going back and forth with the, the shop that was doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to say they were doing the inspection. They were just hosting the inspection. Because <laughs> Pennsylvania got the paperwork in from him. To first, they basically just threw it out, and they sent their own guy out. Uh, 
Well, I want to hear the end of the the bad story that someone someone didn't, oh, like, yeah. didn't like it. The officer in <laughs> Jefferson. I think okay. it was Jefferson Hills. It was when I was out buying his trailer. Actually, yeah, that was a fiasco. But it was I was back out at AAA to get a, a renew my driver's license, and when I but I was it was getting long. The day was getting pretty long, mm-hmm. so I get back onto 51, and I just open it up because at this point I'm pretty pissed off. I've right. been back and forth to this trailer place trying to buy his trailer for like three times, uh, and I open it up and I thought I might have saw a cop. <laughs> so, but I get well, up. This to sounds AAA. like a lot of stories that I a, know. A few miles later, I I get up to the AAA, <laughs> and I'm in there probably only about 15 minutes. You know, all the mass COVID stuff. You have to wait in line and do this. You're not right. even allowed inside the building when someone else was in there. So I get in the building. I, I get my license. They print it out. I'm walking out, and there's a there's a cop parked right next to the truck. I'm like, ah, great. I was like, I knew I saw a cop when I was when I was getting on it back there. But no, that wasn't the case. He didn't. He didn't, wasn't a witness or anything. He just <laughs> he saw it driving by. He must live in a pretty rural area because his. They drive a lot of side-by-sides on the road where he was from. Okay. And he said his buddy's always getting on them about when they're going to let side-by-sides be legal on the streets in PA. And it's not going to happen. It says real big on the PennDOT website, we will not title a side-by-side or a UTV or anything like that. So he uh, he liked it. But he, you could tell, like... In like his his conscience, he was he was pissed off that something like this could be street legal, <laughs> and his side by side couldn't. It couldn't. That's exactly <laughs> right. And uh, he was also, I think, a little bit pissed off that it, there was nothing that he could write me a ticket about. Yeah, I mean, it passes everything. He was an old inspection mechanic. He knew that my fenders. He knew I was supposed to have fenders. Mm-hmm. As some of you might know, that I my, one of my very first pictures of this thing on Instagram, it had fenders on it. As soon as I got my inspection sticker, those, those came off, <laughs> and they haven't been back on since. It looks great without them. I'm not going to lie. I like it without them. Yes. Some of the old timers actually like it with it. And I ain't going to lie. Some of the times when I was in the rain, I probably would have liked to have had them back. Yeah, I mean, it would have helped a lot. In our fir- uh, my first episode, we had <laughs> our buddy Dave on, and he's got a 32 Ford Model A, and he runs full fenders, and it looks amazing. Yeah. But he's much older than us. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so we, it, it kind of looks a little old manish, but it's kind of gangster at the same time. So I can understand how the old men would be like, oh, yeah, I kind of like the, I like the fenders over it. Yeah, yeah. they like that. I mean, they were just plastic. Mm-hmm. Eighth inch, like EPDM or something, just rolled in and zip screwed into the chassis underneath just to make it legal. So yeah, it's like, why does this make it legal? It's a piece of flimsy plastic. It's like cutting a Pepsi bottle in half and stretching it out right. and, and just taping it. Like, how is that any better? Yeah. Well, all the Jeep, all the Jeep guys in Pennsylvania right now are driving down the road going, thank you, Jesus, thank you, because I know so many guys who have tires that are past the fender that have gotten tickets for it. Yeah. Especially in, like, the Mount Lebo area, you know, those kind of hoity And if this was a regular you know. car, I probably would have gotten ticketed for mm-hmm. it. But when, the, when you run the plate, it says special construction. Nobody knows what that means, except me, right? <laughs> and the guy that inspected it from PennDOT, and maybe the guy that built a nine-foot-tall grocery cart out in Philly. That's right. Other than that, nobody yes. knows what special construction means. 
Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, I, if I was a cop and I had never seen anything like this, I mean, what, yeah, I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to grill you over, you have all your paperwork and everything. What was insurance like to insure this? Piece of cake. Really? It's called, it's called agreed value insurance. Okay. The, you go classic car guys will probably yep. know what that is. Yep. You, uh. Is it through Grundy? Or? Yeah. Yeah, through Grundy. Yep. Yep. You just, I told him it was worth 10 grand. Uh-huh. I call it a 2018 because that's when it was registered. Okay. All right. Uh, and it, they're, they just wrote it up as an exo truck. So. It's got to be one of the 20 craziest under things. My short and, well, no, my registration says special construction, but my insurance paper says 2018 exo truck. And it has phenomenal coverage. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've never racked or filed a claim or anything to test that, but it's, I got a $300,000, like, well, like hundred thousand, three hundred thousand coverage, full tort, full everything. So I have a mix between <laughs> Haggerty and Grundy on, yeah. on my cars. Haggerty wouldn't cover it. Yes, Haggerty's it to, a little weird. It had to be a replica or like at least a, a known vehicle. Right, and that's why I went with Grundy, especially I have uh, that '59 Apache I was telling you about. I mean, Haggerty wanted an outrageous amount to to insure that thing, and Grundy was like, "Yeah, man, bring it on," you know. But I can tell you from somebody who has had a classic car that's under one of those two burn up, uh, they pay you your money out. You know, I mean, there's no questions asked. Yeah, I figured that would probably be the only way I'd ever get money out of it was if it caught on fire. Yep, and that's what mine did. <laughs> My Chevelle caught on fire. Actually, Marco was there. We were driving together, and it caught on fire. Uh, headlight switch caught on fire, and there was nothing we could do to put it out. I mean, we were on a major interstate in Houston, Texas, downtown, and there was nothing we could do to put it out. Uh, I dragged it back. Uh, we agree. Uh, you know, they they went to go take it to uh, the salvage yard and said, "Okay, the car's worth four hundred dollars." I bought it back from them. They cut me my check, and now I'm in the middle of rebuilding it. Yeah. You know? So I mean, there is uh, there is something to be said about those companies. They are very upstanding about that. I mean, when they yeah, say I don't know if they value, adjusters or anything. What'd you like, say? I just told them it was worth ten grand. They mm -hmm. said, I mean, they looked at pictures of it and it came back pretty quick. I think within a day, it said, "Okay, here's your policy." The premium. <laughs> this is the funniest part. I pay for full tort, full coverage, full everything. Per year, not per six yep. months like a normal policy. This is mm -hmm. per year. Per year, yep. Cost me less than one of those tires. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's what people ask me all the time because I have, I have like six cars, you know, seven cars now. And they ask me, oh my gosh, how much is your insurance? And I said, well... Classic car and specialty car insurance is not the same as like driving a 2017 Ultima. Yeah, you <laughs> you know? basically pay for miles. You do. You pay for miles and you hey, pay for... And they know it's not your, your primary vehicle. Yeah, well, yeah. well only if they knew. <laughs> but they are. Uh... Now they know. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's why I don't follow them on Instagram. That's exactly right. But I don't ever... It's nothing against Grundy. Right. Why well, I don't ever hashtag them, but I'd like right. to keep a low wrap. Yes, Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's what he said. And there then, so when I originally, I think when I, I was looking back in your deal, this was originally a white car, correct? It started off white. And okay. I liked the white. I missed the white. Yeah. But the white was just such a pain in the ass. To clean? Especially when you work on it yourself and you're like, you leave a greasy handprint. Mm -hmm. And if you don't wipe that grease off right away, it sinks into that white paint. Right. Well, at least Rust-Oleum spray paint does. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, is this powder coated <laughs> or did you just do this in Rust-Oleum? No, it's, it's rattle canned. Rattle can. I wow. play with it too much. This is unreal, man. This yeah. car is unbelievable. This is Rustulum hammered black. 
It's really? like a graphite color. Really? I actually liked it. Well, well my buddy, we have this. Uh, better six months ago. He had uh, he had an old power <laughs> stroke, and uh, every time the the black rims got dirty, he just took Krylon and spray painted yeah. over them. You know, so we call it. You know, it was like the Krylon touch. So uh, yeah, this Home is Depot doesn't carry Krylon. All right, probably Co- doesn't it. carry Krylon. That's right. They carry Rustoleum. That's exactly right. <laughs> So what's uh, what's next for this vehicle? Uh, you got, you got the, the new motor, motor obviously. In. You got the new motor. This what do you, one's going to stay do pretty chill. Okay. It's going to get the new motor. I'm going to tune it up to to uh, put some numbers on it and yeah. then probably what's turn goal? it down. What's your goal? I want to hit 500 on a dyno. Mm. On a Mustang. I could probably do it as is on a dyno jet, mm-hmm. but I want to put 500 on a Mustang dyno. What's the difference between the Dino Jet and the Mustang for everybody who's who's kind of listening that has questions? It's about that. debatable, but it's about fifteen percent. Okay. Uh, they're two different dinos. A Dino Jet is really good for tuning. And this is just all my opinion. Okay. Because a Dino Jet uses weighted wheels, like those big rollers, are heavy on a Dino Jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an inertia Dino, so it it's very consistent. Uh, you don't you don't do plug-in things like gear ratios and, and weights and stuff like that. You'd spin those heavy-ass rollers. That's what your power makes on that calibrated machine, and it's very repeatable. A Mustang dyno, however, is more, in my opinion, real-world mm-hmm. uh, because it does it factor in things like, and it measures your output and calibrates it to a certain RPM and a certain speed. And then it uses eddy currents to create drag, and you can you can tune a wider variety of your load cells. I think on a Mustang dyno, like you can hold a certain speed at a certain RPM for a while while you plug in numbers. If you had the luxury of live tuning, <laughs> I don't. You record stuff, make changes, and flash you it back to ECU, right? and you try it again. Mm-hmm. But like a Cobb Access port, you can live tune on mm-hmm. and use you know use a Mustang dyno for that right. benefit. But so, so uh, 500. If I put 500 down on this on a Mustang Dyna, it would probably read closer to like 575 on a Dyna Jet. Okay. That's a lot. That's a lot of horsepower. <laughs> yeah. And the less drivetrain drag you have, the, the smaller the difference would be probably. Mm-hmm. But these all-wheel drives and those tires and stuff. That's, right. I got a lot of drivetrain drag. Right. And then so and so uh, you said. You uh, you referred to yourself as a pencil pusher, which I'm sure you were more than a pencil pusher. Yeah. And well, it was a union shop. I wasn't allowed right. to get my hands dirty. Okay. So okay. I mean, it was I I was a desk job. Yeah. So where did you learn all these skills? Did you just learn them on the fly, or it's just spending a lifetime of taking crap apart and putting it back together, okay. building things? I mean, part of it might be you know jeans. Right. You're, is your dad big big car guy or no? Yeah. But he's a do-it-yourselfer like right. I am, and we come from a long line do-it-yourselfers. Okay. I mean, it's a little bit your environment growing up. Some people just, you know, some dads didn't teach you how to do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some dads did. Yeah. Well, like my my dad's <laughs> like a big uh, out you know outdoors lawn like that yeah. kind of guy. He was never really a car guy, so I never really learned any of those. And you know, Marco, he probably can attest to the same thing. Our buddy Dave kind of taught us how to yeah, how to build a, a car. You know, yeah, a good friend of ours, and he's much older. He he could be our father at this point. Yeah. You know, so I had a friend. Yeah. We well, we started. Me and Anthony and Chris, we started way back working on S10s, seeing how low we can get them to the ground. 
mm -hmm. you know, cutting the sleep springs sure. out of the back of them <laughs> until there was one left. Right. And it, it wasn't, right. you weren't lowering it. You were just decreasing its ability to hold itself up. Yes. <laughs> yes. And how old are you? How old are you? 37. Okay, th I'll turn 37 here in uh, next month. Marco's about the same age, so we're all about the same age. So we, we all came from the same era. Yeah, and yeah. then that turned into uh, the DSMs back in the day. Yes. You, what kind you, of DSM did you have? Because I, I have I one. I didn't have one. My buddy Brian had one. Okay. What do you have? It was a 91 Eagle Talon okay. TSI. Nice. So like the Eclipse, the the uh, Plymouth even made one. Yes. The, the laser, laser. Yeah. Eclipse, and then there was one so, more. There was the laser, the Eagle Talon, and the Mitsubishi Eclipse. Uh, I don't know if the other There wasn't. One. A, no, there, I guess there wasn't. I think that was one. it. Yeah. 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 So lasers. I have a 98 Turbo. Yeah. Eclipse. Yes. Okay. And uh, so the guy actually who did uh, the Saab race car, we had him two episodes ago. He, had a, he has a 91 Talon. That's a prototype uh, endurance car. Okay. And I mean, he's like, I mean, endurance and DSM and reliability kind of don't go together. So yeah, it's no. one, a one off when it shows they up. They were, you know? I mean, that old block, it was, it was a six bolt. Yep. The gen, yeah, the Gen 1s are great. The Gen 2s kind of started. They, uh, the blocks always seem to held up pretty well. They, they blew, they seem to blow head gaskets when you started getting over like yes. 400 to the wheels. Yes. Um, that, and they had some crank walk issues. And just, you know, yeah. the, uh, the electrical in Mitsubishi's and in general is just not good. Yeah, no. <laughs> I have too many problems with that. It was mostly just head gaskets. Okay. We did window one block. Mm -hmm. That was early on. That was when he first bought it. That was funny. He's like, I took this goofy solenoid thing on. It's so much faster now. <laughs> Here was a boost control solenoid. Oh, yeah, sure. And all it was doing what, was a T25 turbo mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. talking about. It would the just, little bitty ones. Yeah, it would just run that thing to all, it gave it all it had. Mm -hmm. And then I guess he just leaned it out and blew it up. Right. And then he learned what that was after that. And that's when we started learning about them and swapping them. We went through a lot of transmissions and those things. Was that in like high school or? Post high school. Post high school, yeah. yeah. I think that's when everybody had a, you know, you got a, got a kind of a real job and you got a yeah. little bit of well, money we so you could do that. we were pizzas. So. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, we made real paychecks, but. Right. <laughs> right, there's nothing wrong with that. No, he delivered he delivered pizzas in that thing. So really? It, it took a lot of abuse, a lot of mileage. And that was probably most of the reasons why they kept blowing up. And that was the front-wheel drive or the all-wheel drive? It was the all-wheel drive. Oh, wow, yeah. We experimented drive. with front-wheel drive. Okay. With a JDM transfer case. So you could yes. put the plunger in it. It was, it was useless. Yeah. <laughs> I have the front-wheel drive turbo <laughs> version, and I can tell you that it's, uh, it's, it's a handful, especially when you start getting up into the higher boost. You know? yeah, he, he started buying a bunch of them just to use his parts cars. Yeah. Yep. yeah. We had the laser at the one point, yeah. and it was front-wheel drive. I don't know if we ever really drove that one, though. Yeah. Well, I remember it, it, it tracks a whole lot. And I was going to ask you about this. Does this track with these wide tires and as light as this is? With the camber, yeah, at like two and a half degrees, it tracks pretty good. Yeah, I try to keep it around one and a half degrees. Right. When you get onto the the interstate, it doesn't want to sit in the ruts or anything like that. No, that's I nice. Ride's really nice. That, yeah, nice. The only nice. thing, the only time you start to feel uncomfortable with is is like at 130. The wind starts to. It's not you know, real sleek. So the wind starts to push you around. You said it's a brick. So. Yeah. <laughs> you refer to it as a brick. The wind starts to have its way with you up up there. But up to 120, it's rock solid. <laughs> so have you, uh, are you teaching your kids as you go as well? Do you want them to, are you passing tried. your stuff down? or? My oldest daughter, she 
picked up a little bit of interest in welding. So okay. we made, we welded together some uh, like stick figure people just made out of like half inch rod. Is that one of these ones that's out here? Or no, that's the. the no, that's guy. Leon. He's made up of all my broken old parts. Okay. So you're I gonna got add, to, you're gonna add this. I got enough to, to make him a wife now. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna take pictures of that uh, wherever Marco. Went. <laughs> but yeah, uh, but it's. Uh, yeah, so you, do you pass, you know, you're going to try to pass it down to them, or do they, do they like this, or? My youngest seems to. Uh, my older son, he's, he's more into electronic stuff, uh, so pretty much they all are now. Well, that's going to be the next generation, right? Yeah. It's going to be the EVs He's the, he's the next generation. Have you but thought about it? fortunately for him, uh -huh. <coughs> that one might end up being an EV. Okay, so yeah, so that's what I was going to ask you next was. Uh, I mean, it's already built a lot nicer yeah. than this one. As far as the bending, because yeah. I got like real equipment this time around. Yeah. Uh, well, that's what I was. But it's still not you. perfect. Right. I don't want to send that one out. So you, you, did you get laid off or? I got the our group just got dismantled. Okay. Because the the virus impact on the amusement industry is going to be okay. long lasting. Okay. And there was just and no way said, to keep us around. Yeah, until and you worked on back. amusement parks, so some of the big amusement, amusement parks, parks people might know. Yeah, you know, Six Flags in San Antonio. You Six said Six Flags, Calhoun's, Great Wolf Lodges. If it was a big, you know, we did Volcano Bay. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, we did a lot of parks. We were the biggest water park manufacturer in the U.S. Oh wow. Now there's just no, no sales, no, no reconstruction. Everybody's scared. Yeah, <laughs> and it's gonna it's gonna last a while. I mean, they, all these these parks got to make that revenue back before mm -hmm. banks will start giving them more money. Yeah, so they so your 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 thing got dismantled, and so you said, okay, I'm gonna go ahead and start making these exo trucks, and I yeah. love it because well, I never wanted to. Yeah, I wanted mine to be the only one. Right. And my wife and I, we talked about it for a long time. Uh, he even we even had she had a cousin that did was a patent attorney, and she talked me into just letting him patent it just so nobody else could start making them. Mm -hmm. So you do have a patent on this truck? It's patented. Oh my gosh! Me. Wow, I so didn't even know that. Wow, good for you, man. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's legally the only one. So and so you decided you got this shop and we're we're in your shop, which is is really big and I love it because I don't have a whole lot of space. Um, so now you're manufacturing these cars for anyone who wants to purchase a, a shell from you, huh? Yeah, the chassis are gonna come. I'm trying to have a, I'm calling it the five for five. Basically, the first five chassis, they're going to be more of a do-it-yourselfer kind of chassis. Where I'm not going to kind of like a factory five, where they just ship it to you. Yeah, and you, you do exactly put it together. Thing. You get a donor. Yeah, I mean the parts that you're going to need, you don't necessarily need a donor, but it definitely be beneficial to have one. Mm -hmm. uh, just for the steering wheel and all that, all that kind of stuff. But it's it's not going to really have all the little clips for like the mirrors and the in the the uh, like the body panels and stuff like that, but you can set it up the way you want to set it up. Yeah, and you can. the The deal is that the discounted rates five. They're going to be like five grand. Okay. You get uh, for for the for everything that's going to come to you. For what, basically the do it the bare bones chassis kit. Yeah. Okay. What's the bare bones chassis kit going to include? Everything to make a roller. It's not going to get you street legal. Uh, you're going to need to add your mirrors and everything like that. Uh, but if you have a, a donor, 0207 WX or Impreza or even like a Forester, uh, you'll be able to, there will be enough parts in the kit 
to take the parts off the Subaru and have a running driving chat car. Wow, really? That's incredible, man. Good for you. So, the, so you patented everything. What do you have to do to be able to to sell one of these? Do you have to go through like a no. safety inspection or anything? They're just like, hey, buy it and you know. No, it's pretty lax. Okay. I'll provide an MSO. It's a manufacturer statement of origin. It's just like any kit car. Uh, there's the Goblin, and there's the Exocets. There's the Factory Five ones. Factory mm-hmm. Five's been around a long time. They, right. They got some. They got some deep pockets. Their their stuff's obviously going to be. Yes, nicer. their stuff is very pricey. more more included. And well, you get a lot of stuff with them. You mm-hmm. get bodies and you know good looking stuff. Me, you get a you get a tube chassis. Hey man. <laughs> Hey man, don't don't downsell yourself. <laughs> this thing right here, you pull up. I mean, anybody who's listening right now, you pull up in this thing at your your local car show or whatever. Uh, a, That's, if you're one of the guys who likes to win stuff, you're definitely gonna win for yeah, craziest won, thing that showed up. I won something again the other day. I forgot I even entered, and I got an email saying, "Hey, you're you're a winner. You send back to to get your gift card and stuff." It was like a Subaru. It was a Bucky Last. I call it the Bucky Elastic Show, but okay. I think he was just a participant. It was out in, it was California-based. It's the world's largest Subaru show. It was nobody's allowed out of cars. It was just a parade. It was like 1,700 Subarus or something got involved. But I entered the online thing and uh, won best other. But it was wow. kind of like when I was in World of Wheels a few years ago and I won best in class because yes. I was the only car in my class. But we've done. I've done <laughs> World, consolation prize. I've done World of Wheels uh, plenty of times down in Houston, and there's obviously a lot of Chevelles. And uh, I'm always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. I'm always in second. <laughs> so we always we always joked because they always said, "Hey, man, I had original paint on my car." They said, "Hey, if your paint was a little bit better, you might have won." Yeah. Well, now that my Chevelle burned up. I bought the Mac Daddy paint job. I'm like, you are not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna count off. I was gonna be like, I was gonna be like, well, if your paint was original, yes. Uh, well, that's what I told him too. You know, I said, hey man, uh, I'm, uh, it's an original car. I'm not gonna, you know, you know, break down the paint to uh, to repaint it and everything. So, but no, uh, where where can they where can they find this? Are you gonna have a website? Or you 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 have a website once, okay. once it's. I got a few start a few domains picked out. Okay. Somebody took exotruck.com. It's actually like a holding company. They wanted two grand for a name, so Jeez. I gave them the old middle finger and right. I got the exotruck. Yes, there so. you go. That's the way to do it, man. <laughs> hey, from a uh, guy who has two, I have two businesses online. From yeah. a guy who does that, and I have gone through the, the trademark process and everything. All you gotta do is change just a little bit, yeah. and you're in. Yeah. You know. So they can find you at theexotruck.com. Eventually, eventually, once it's published. Okay. Actually, I think that or no, exotruck. LLC, uh, something. One of them is okay. partially published. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say, yeah, I'll send it to you, and uh, and you can tell me, and I'll I'll put it out there for everybody. They can it'll be it. it'll be a link in my bio thing okay. on Instagram. Okay. Instagram is the only social media I use. I mean, it's I, the best. I, I feel like I'm going to end up having to have a Facebook group. Uh, the Facebook group is just such a dumpster fire. But yeah. I had to do it too for my my podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> Since everyone seems to have Facebook, so. Yes. Yes. That's. But all the traffic, like, you know, from one business guy to another, all the traffic. Yeah, I would love to be able to transfer, like, all of my Instagram traffic to Facebook. Yes. But I don't think it works like that. No, it doesn't work <laughs> like that, unfortunately. But all of my website traffic comes from Facebook for some reason. Yeah. Like, all these Actually, old guys, I guess they just like the older cars, and they just click on it and go straight to the website, and then it's, it's all there. I've gotten know? most of my breaks with just bigger uh, guys like Boosted Cars, 
1320 hasn't hasn't acknowledged me yet, and I don't really care if they do. <laughs> but it, cause, hey, hey, shout out to 1320. They're different this guy. guy. 1320 is probably more you guys. No, 1320 <laughs> needs to acknowledge this because. Have, so have you run this at the strip? No. What do, you, what do you it. think? What do you think it would run if it, if you can push the 500 out that you with want? The, well, with the twin disc clutch I got mm-hmm. now, I can actually get off the line okay. without blowing a five speed. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I should be able to get like 150s, 160, 60 foots, and and probably get a mid 10 out of it. Wow! But you know how that goes. Yes. What, it, what it should run and what it actually runs are always two different things. Yes, I understand. Yep. My. The motor in my old Forester, which only weighed like 300 pounds more than this, uh, I did a 1209 and a 1204 at like 119. Okay. And it broke my five speed. <laughs> but now you said you have a six speed in this, correct? Yes. So and the clutch was slipping. So now so. you really have five speeds to go through and then a final drive. So Six yeah. gear I don't ever use. Mm-hmm. Well, I used it on New Jersey and back. But you really have to be going about 90, 95 to use six gear in this. And because of the drag, you got to get the RPMs up into your power band, mm-hmm. which is like three grand. Right. <laughs> so that's that's where it, that's where it's happy from and three it, to what? Three to eight. Three to eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's got a wide power band. Though, yeah, that's what you're telling me. Yeah, that's uh like my Nova. It uh, it's got such a lumpy cam in it. It doesn't even come alive until 3,500. And then from 3,500 to like uh, 5,500, which yeah. isn't too much. I, I mean, hit, it screams. I don't hit full boost until like 5,000. Okay. Okay. But a three grand and six gear on the highway, I'm running like five pounds of boost the entire time. Very nice. It's just, you know? <laughs> yes. So have you had any takers on the, uh, is this going to be chassis number 002 or that's is this 001? Is, that's 00. That's Okay. Zero zero zero. Prototype. Actually, doesn't have a number. Okay. Has a VIN number from PA, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have like a chassis number because I didn't need one. But these I got to put chassis numbers on because they match up to the MSO. Okay. To be considered like a kit car for people to register them in their states. Right. But it uh, that one will. I'm gonna have two different kit numbers. Well, probably three. There will be an O two to O seven version. An 08 to 14 version, and then an EV version. Okay. That's one. I was going to ask you are, you, are you looking to get into the EV space? This one will probably be an EV. This one, this first one right here? Yeah. It's okay. going to have, and by EV, I mean like all all out EV, dual Tesla drive, Tesla in the rear, Tesla up front. Wow. Uh, you think you're going to build that one here, or do you think you're going to sell it to somebody who and say, hey, man, look, this is going to be... I'm going to powder this. coat it pink and let my wife drive it. <laughs> Does she like this? Yeah, but she can't drive it because she can't drive a stick. And I won't won't teach her on mine. That's why I only buy sticks, because uh, my fiancé can't drive a stick. I would like to try to teach her it, but they don't, like, Enterprise doesn't rent sticks anymore. No, no. And this one, you just, you can get yourself in trouble not knowing how to drive it. Mm -hmm. First gear, I mean, you slip off the, you slip off the clutch with a little too much gas, you're, you're in a world of hurt. So you just, that one is just mine <laughs> the the pink one will be ours okay ours <laughs> ours his and ours is, yeah. it, is what it's going to say on the back of your shirts uh, she'll she'll drive a shit out okay what uh are, are you think you're going to go buy a tesla wreck tesla or no i've been 
working with EV West. Okay, yeah, I like those uh, guys. They they have a nice little starter package. It's pricey, but it's you get the support I think with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, some people are really you know I go buy you can do a cheaper mentality. Right. But yeah, I can go buy a Tesla motor, go to EV controls and buy their controls, and and then I'm on my own. Yes. You know that extra couple grand that you might spend buying a whole kit off of them gets you. Gets you in the circle of trust. Yes. Gets you gets you a little bit of support <laughs> when you're. I never built a damn Tesla. No. Sorry, <laughs> right, folks. Real world problems here. It's starting to get cold up in Pennsylvania, and it is absolutely chewing up my batteries for some odd reason. I'm gonna do better next time. I promised. Right back into the podcast. Thanks. There we go. Now we're back. See, look, I'm, I'm ready with batteries this time. So, hey, shout out to Mitch Ring and his wife who gave me batteries last time. Uh, we used them. So, <laughs> anyways, we were talking about uh, Tesla, and they don't like uh, when you take their cars apart. So, <laughs> well, I mean, people are going to wreck them, and I don't know what they plan on doing. Now they're coming out with a new drive system, so, you know, who cares what people do with the, the legacy drive systems? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to put two of their motors in this chassis right here, and I'm oh going to run God. nines with it. <laughs> So you're gonna go with uh, the dual the dual motors uh, set up. Yeah, if you want to get a good idea of what this what it's gonna be, the okay. EV controls guy. So guys that actually make like a standalone system, new two control and S, a Tesla motor, which takes like all the fright out of it for me. Mm -hmm. Not being like an open source type of person. Right. Uh, they have one in an 818 factory 518, which is the Subaru factory yes. 5 kit car. And he put the <coughs> he put Tesla drive in the rear, and, and then he did the front unit in the front, so it's all-wheel drive. And then their unit does the all-wheel drive. It's so cool. You can put it in front-wheel drive uh -huh. and do a front-wheel drive burnout. And, and then, then you can put it in rear-wheel drive and do a rear-wheel drive burnout, like if you're staging. Uh -huh. And then you can switch it back to all-wheel drive. <laughs> and then you can do probably a big burnout and do like well, I'm sure. And do like one second, 60 foot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And then run a nine. I think he ran a 9.3 at 140 miles an hour. With wow. It. And no sound at all other than the tires gripping, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I probably won't get a 9.3 because an 8.18 is a lot more aerodynamic than, but, uh, than your brick. Yeah. So I should, <laughs> I would think it would still be able to do 9. I would imagine so. Or at so. least an impressive 10. I would imagine so. That's a, it's crazy. It's a, a great endeavor, man. I mean, it, it's, it's just expensive right now. It's going to be a tough sell. It is. I want to get ahead of it, though. Uh, do you think that's where, I, do I you think, think that's is, where the car world's heading? I think it's the future. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to admit it. I know a lot of people don't want to admit it, mm -hmm. but it is. Well, that's There's what no we were. There's no tuning. There's nothing to break. I mean, once you put like a Tesla kit, like kit car together, you're done. Right. Well, I, mean, what, I don't want to be done, but you're kind of done well once they <laughs> once they figure out the infrastructure that's the big deal right is the yeah. the no, range and the infrastructure thing. at this point you can't go anywhere like tesla has 20 grand worth of batteries sitting under the seats to be able to get you 300 miles mm -hmm. it's like 100 that's what that p100 p90 right that's the kilowatt hour stored in batteries inside the chassis it's nothing to do with the motor it's the same motor as in every damn one of them but it, that's how many kilowatt hours you get and it it once you understand it it it's very simple math mm -hmm. a kilowatt hour is 1000 watt hours so you got what 100 times a thousand you got a hundred thousand watt hours yep. something like that and then you use on a normal day 
with no heat on or AC on, you're using like 300 watts per mile. That's your new fuel mileage. That's how you measure fuel mileage. Right. Watts per mile. Watts per mile. So if you get 300 watt miles and 300, you got 100,000 watt hours stored, but you don't get to use it all because it's lithium. Mm -hmm. you, you only use like 90% of it. That's what gets you your 300 mile range. It's just simple math. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and I mean, we were just, we uh, actually on the way over here, we were just having this discussion about the new Hummer. I mean, we're GM guys, obviously we own yeah. Chevys. And, uh, I mean, I want to, I want to like the new Hummer a lot, but I can't imagine that thing's gonna get anything better than a Tesla as far as range goes. It's you just gotta look at the kilowatt hours. Mm -hmm. You pay for kilowatt hours, and right now that's the biggest thing. The battery tech, I mean, it's very improved, but it's not ideal yet. In order to get 120 mile range, which I think is acceptable mm -hmm. out of one of these kit cars. I gotta shove twenty grand worth of batteries in that thing yeah, somewhere. Sure, that's the thousand pounds in batteries. Well, your forty-four hundred dollar car just turned into a twenty-four thousand dollar car. Telling a wife, it's gonna cost about thirty grand to build an XOEV. Mm. But you're gonna have the only one. I have the only one, and it'll break the internet. It will break the internet. <laughs> Absolutely, it, that's very true. And I mean, that's what we you know we kick off your business. So what did you do? You have a business name, or is it just gonna be? It's just exo truck. Just exo truck. Yeah, exo you truck keep it LLC. easy. You keep it very easy. Keep it simple. You Google <laughs> exo truck, I show up. That's I mean, right. It's, it's, it can't. How did you come up with exo truck? Obviously, because you have a truck. But I think the Subaru guys again helped me out on that one. Okay. For a little while there, it was going to be called a Tubaru. A, tu <laughs> a Tubaru. A Tubaru. <laughs> and then. Uh, I like exo truck better. I'm not going to lie to you. I think someone recommended exo truck, and I ran with it. Yeah, uh, my, this little my little Subaru community. They just, they've been a lot of help. Yeah. What used to be RS25, you know how the forums have gone. Mm -hmm. Everything's just crashed. Right. Somebody bought out RS25, some Verifone or not V-Bolting, one of them Jagoffs. But they uh, <laughs> they ruined it. It's just Jack. By, by the way, Jagoff is my favorite Pittsburgh it term It is a ever. Pittsburgh term. <laughs> yeah. It's just, if you don't like somebody, they're just a Jagoff. Right. Right. cut you off, jag off. Anyway, yeah. it's it's like Pittsburgh for asshole. And sometimes sometimes <laughs> it's a term of endearment, which makes it even better, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. Well, this is awesome, man. Uh, I mean, uh, from someone who, I mean, I, I still can't get over the fact that you only spent $4,400 on this entire car. No, it's doubled that since then. With the, right. But, and most of that was the seats, the suspension. Mm -hmm. The uh, pretty much it. Yeah. Seats and the suspension. Like yeah, the windshield I mean, was 150 bucks. Uh, the materials I got through work, not you know ridiculously cheaper than anybody can buy them, but mm -hmm. a lot cheaper. That's like that DOM over there. That's right. that's high quality shit. Right. That's uh, a certified A513 Type 5 DOM seamless tubing. It's not chrome only, but I don't think you really want a chassis made out of chrome only in the real world but it and it's uh i think i'm paying like two bucks a foot for it somebody's probably you know roll over dead because i think you buy it online for like six bucks a foot <laughs> <laughs> that's how i can sell jazz hey man grand. but that, that's how you survive you know that's my I mean, old steel contacts i got a lot of old steel contacts there's nothing wrong with that look i work in sales it's all about yeah. your contacts you know i got i got a box load of uh brackets ready to go pick up that were all plasma cut to fit I just got to bend them. I got a little bender somewhere around mm -hmm. here. 
simple, just simple 90 degree bends, and that's what attaches the cross members and things to the chassis. That's what all the work was on the donor the last couple of days. I had to get those parts out. Okay. They will get fit into the jig. And so then, you are, yeah, you made, you've made a complete jig. It's not so. done yet, yeah. Okay. Neither so, I mean, one. cars are going to be, I mean, they're going to be carbon copies when they come out. I mean, this is. Yeah, I ha they have to be. Yeah. Because right. I got to have, you know, I'm not going to make a whole lot of money on these chassis, but I, not that I'm making a lot of money, period. <laughs> I'm making any money. Hey, man. Spending COVID, lots of money. COVID has brought out the best in absolutely everybody at this point. Yeah. You know? They're going to get the best deal on some chassis when I get to eat ramen noodles for dinner, taking any dog. But <laughs> what, would be, what would be your absolute dream build? If somewhere, someone were to buy this, what, what, would, what would you want to be, see the absolute best out of this thing? I would love to see someone put like a, an RB26 or like an SR20 and want to make a drifter out of it. I'm sure it'll happen. Mm -hmm. It would make a... A very nice drift car. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, it's it would be cool to I mean, you see how much room's behind the. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, the best part is, is you can work on this thing so quickly. Oh yeah. I mean, there's so much room. I mean, why wouldn't you take this out? I mean, with a different cross member, an SR20 cross member, I can make adapters. Somebody wants to bring me a donor, I'll I'll build the damn thing here. But it's. You push the motor and training back, the tunnel's going to be bigger. Mm -hmm. That's one of the things I learned from this one. That six-speed just barely fit in there. Oh, man. I mean, with us <laughs> GM guys trying to fit the new age stuff in I there, I mean, you've got to slice this. I need a T56 to fit in there. Like, push all the way back. So you can do it. I mean, you got, you got room. I mean, I can make room, too. Mm -hmm. the you got plenty of room. That's the thing is you're, you're building everything around it. So it's not like us where we have to deal with, uh, you know, a shell of a Chevelle or a shell of a Nova and trying to stuff something, you know, deep into it. Yeah. you got to make a few tweaks and, man, you're in. No, like these tubes here will be a little bit smaller, pushed a little bit over. That'll get me like an inch width-wise, which I'm already good width-wise, I think. Height, i got to get. But since it's under the dash, I could push that up, bend it. Mm -hmm. You know, I can make a, I can make a big tunnel if fit anything. Maybe not like a big Cummins <laughs> or anything, but it'll fit. It'll fit an LS. It'll fit a RB. It'll fit an SR20. So anybody listening to this, if you have some crazy idea, this guy can. This guy a, can fit it in there. It'll fit a 13B or 20B right now. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be kind of cool to see. Uh, yeah, to see one of those sitting in here. Maybe a. Uh, I'm not doing it. You know. I like my old drive. <laughs> but a yeah, rotary yeah. motor would sound ridiculous in this. You'd hear all of it. You'd hear every <laughs> single portion of it. And when it, you know, those apex seals go, you'd hear every single one of those yeah, as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> just sing around. But no, man, this is great. Uh, where can tell everybody where they can find you, man? Because that, that's what this is all about. It's all that's about propping Instagram. guys up. Okay. Uh, Instagram is where I'm at. Exo Truck. At Exo Truck. Um, I got, you know, a lot of my followers came from guys like Boosted Cars and racing fx i think i got a racing fx video out there like over a million views on it wow boosted cars boosted cars he he uh he's been pretty good to me too i think he's he's featured two or three of my videos and every time one of them go up i get i probably pick up three thousand followers wow that's incredible man and uh and he gets he likes them too because they 
I think some of them are some of his most viewed videos. Well, yeah, it's completely <laughs> different. Again, like like I said, when when I showed you know Marco this, and I show anybody this really. I mean, I've been kind of talking to some guys at work who build cars and stuff. I mean, when I show people this, they're like, "That is the craziest thing I've ever seen." Because they ask like, "What kind of cars?" I was like, "Bro, it's a home built car. It's it's ridiculous. It's nothing you've never seen before." Like I said, like Jen, you know, kind of gives you. And yeah, my Vintag. My oh yeah, there's the Vintag. Yeah. Marco will take a picture of that, I'm sure. Covered in oil. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> you know, like Jen said, I mean, to kind of bring it full circle, she was like, it, "It's it's something I've never seen in my entire life," <laughs> you know. And that is, uh, I think, what all customi customizers and hot rodders and builders, that's what they want. They want something that zero people have, and they lose their mind when they see it and want to ask a bunch of questions, you know. So yeah, it's been fun. And so, I mean, we're going to take a bunch of pictures. Marco took a bunch of pictures. He's, you know, at Mad Storyteller on Instagram. I'm sure he's going to post some up. Uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to put it on uh, uh, Rad Rides Podcast uh, uh, webpage. So, www.radridespodcast.com. I'm going to do a full write-up of this. I'm probably going to have a, a, some additional questions for you as well. Uh, so, we can make sure we document this thing correctly. But, I mean... <laughs> I've been looking forward to this for like a few weeks. Broken. I, don't, I know, but it's still so cool. The man. most upsetting part was this broken door in the fall colors. I love to take them like roads out in rural highlands and just and see like the trees right. and stuff in it because the visibility in this thing is just is one of its best features. Ridiculous. I know that's you what we're like going you're riding tomorrow. There. It's not even like riding a bike because when you're on a bike, you either got a helmet on or you got some goggles on or something. Mm -hmm. and you're and you kind of got to focus on the road. This thing, you you just you're just immersed out. in it. You're just fully immersed in mm -hmm. what you're, where you're driving. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely, man, absolutely. Yeah, like I said, uh, there's been a a lot of people I think that I've uh, I've shown your videos to that they've followed. And I said it's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I can't wait. Uh, you know, when when you continue to build this, and if you get this thing to full EV, I, I want to come back and talk to you again, man. You know, yeah. so. I'm definitely going to push you. This is great. You know, great local guy who's building stuff with his hands and, you know, building just crazy stuff. Crazy. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, but hey, man, I really appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for your time, dude. Yeah, nice meeting you. So Thanks much. Yeah, out. man. Thank you. I know you, you probably need to get home to your wife and kids and everything. Yeah, like probably that. So, or something. Yeah, man. We'll, we'll end it here. I think I remember my wife saying something about 4 o'clock. <laughs> I'll find it's that. It's only 4.15. You're good. I'll find that shortly. Wow, I hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as I enjoyed making it. Thank you so much to Mr. Terry and his Exo Truck. It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen, and it's really the essence of the podcast and really why I decided to do this. You can find him on Instagram at Exo Truck. Very easy. He'll have a website out pretty soon. Uh, it's going to be www com, as we stated in the podcast. I would going to be following up with this guy. I can't wait to see when he's done with his next creation. Can't wait to see when he's done with the motor and what that thing is going to push out. And hopefully he gets to his 500 horsepower. You can get on the website, uh, www.radridespodcast.com. Check out the pictures. Check out the write-up. There were some things in there that uh, I didn't cover during the podcast that I wrote in there. You can see everything that we did. Uh, big shout out to my buddy Marco at Mad Storyteller on Instagram. He took all the beautiful pictures. He just happened to be in town, and we really enjoyed him being there. Again, thank you so much to Mr. Terry Tumulty and his Exo Truck, and be looking for the next episode here probably in the next few weeks. Thanks. <laughs>